Good evening, doctor. Will this table near the stage work for you? Yeah, yeah. This is perfect. Not too close to those carcheliums. And I see him on time for the main event. The best reason to stop by 10 forward. If you don't mind, I'll have a brandy. And tell Guinan to make it the good stuff. No synthahol. One real brandy coming up. just wonderful, wasn't it? Mr. Andrew Allen tickling the keys. And now the personality you've all been waiting for. Now in his 18th year, the master of all things sci-fi, the geek meister himself, let's hear it for Rico Dosti. This is Rico, and you're about to hear another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi, your weekly... Actually, it's becoming bi-weekly. I always think that's weird, bi-weekly, which is every two weeks. Seems like it almost should mean twice a week, right? I don't know. <laughs> or do you call it bi-monthly? Then that's every couple of weeks. I don't know. Or is bi-monthly every two months? Oh my gosh! Let's not get down to this loop of things. <laughs> anyway, today is... The 26th of November, 2023. This is show 920. I debated for a little bit. It's been two weeks since I did a show. Uh, it's kind of the long Thanksgiving Day weekend here in the U.S. I actually making it a little longer for myself. Uh, took a couple extra days off work. Got to use up those vacation days before the end of the year. Use them or lose them is the way, way my company works at least. No carryover. Wow, giving you all kinds of weird stuff. Anyway, I debated about what um, to talk about this week. First, I was thinking about covering like one of season three Picard episodes. I thought I'd play an episode and, and comment, commentate, commentate, comment, do commentary. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, folks. Give me a break. Uh, I, I've forgotten how to talk. So that was one idea. I have a list of other ideas sitting here, uh, like I wanted to cover the Austin Power movies. Where's my list? I have too many sticky notes here. Uh, you know, but um, anyway, there's a few other things I've been wanting to cover. But I, I kind of settled since it had been a couple of weeks, and it seems like there's been a lot of things going on, stuff that I've watched I want to talk about a little bit. Um, but... Um, so I think I'm just going to do what I call a grab bag show and just talk about a, a random bit of geekery and things. The actor strike is over. The writer strike finished a while ago. So Hollywood's back in business. You know, who knows whatever the deals were. Hopefully everybody's happy. I'm sure people are, let's say, happy to get back to work. Uh, are, you know, are they fully happy with the deals? Yeah, whatever. You know, probably some are, some aren't, whatever. But, you know, it's it's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Who said that? I don't know. So, yeah, I want to talk about some TV stuff, talk about some movie things, talk about Star Trek, Star Wars. Um, yeah, all kinds of things. So um, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. 
Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, folks, I am back. Uh, this, uh, yeah, again, this show is going to be just talking about some things that have been, that I've been doing, watching, uh, and, and so forth and so on. The, over the last couple of weeks, uh, television, movies. I, I wanted to start with, let's just jump right into, because um, I don't think I talked about this. Two weeks ago, the last show I did was a show, um, kind of went pretty long, but it was a good talk. With Joe, my buddy Joe, we talked about the Ahsoka series. Uh, thanks again, Joe, for joining me for that one. I really, uh, really enjoyed that. It's always fun to talk with someone else and do a podcast with someone else rather than to do a solo show. It's it's certainly more interesting and fun for me. It gives me an idea, you know, kind of chance to sort of bounce ideas. By the way, I don't know, it's a totally weird, random thing, but I have a Mac Mini uh that I use and there was a fairly recent Mac update and the screen saver on it is this rolling landscape view. I don't know quite how they did this and I don't know if there's other um, of these moving, you know, uh, screen savers, a lot of times they're just digital type, like, you know, wavy lines, circles floating around, whatever, you know, little artifacts like that and stuff. Could be images, but but a moving um, sort of landscape image thing. It's sort of a mountainy tree thing. I'm sure other people with Macs have seen this. It's pretty cool, but it also I'm just staring at it here. I gotta stop doing that. Don't look. Don't look. Avert your eyes. So to jump right into it, I, I think I kind of started to talk about it. Well, anyway, the Marvels, that uh, latest Marvel movie. There's been a lot of talk over the last couple of years, ever since pretty much the finale kind of 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 what I would call I I lose track. I completely don't understand how Marvel does the all those phases, and it honestly doesn't mean anything much to me, truthfully. But let's just say when when they wrapped up their initial group of of many movies, you know, with Endgame, Avengers Endgame, they went into doing these TV shows like WandaVision and, and, and the Hawkeye show uh, and, and a bunch of others, Loki, uh, which just finished season two. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, by the way, spoiler warning for some of these things, I'll, I'll try to do it. You know, if you haven't seen some of this stuff, there probably won't be any heavy spoilers, but I, I just always want to warn people. Some of the things like the Marvels, I'll talk a little bit about. That's fairly recent. So is Loki season two, but my point is, and I've talked about this before, and I, and I feel it's the same thing with Star Trek and Star Wars to a degree and, and, and comics and comic movies. I feel a little bit of a, uh, this is going to sound kind of bad in a way, but I don't mind admitting bad things. I mean, we're all human, right? I feel a little bit of ownership somewhat. You know, I've read comics a very long time. I saw Star Wars when it first came out in the movie theaters. I watched reruns of the original series. I don't feel this gives me more of a... It's not like I have a bigger... I do have, in a way, a personal bigger stake in these things. But I also have, I think, a much different perspective, maybe, 
than a lot of more recent people and recent fans. Like I'm on this comic book group, um, Jim Mint, um, good guy, does some cool things, uh, and has a pretty big group of people there. But they're all pretty young, mostly, you know, and are reading like like Spider-Man from, you know, issues that I read back when I first started reading Spider-Man and omnibuses and things. But what I'm getting to essentially is there's just a, a, and, you know, it's nothing that I haven't said before. There's a lot of just very unpleasant commentary when it comes to the latest new Marvel show, the latest new Marvel movie, You know, what used to be so, it seemed, beloved has now turned on its head and and is now very hated, I I guess, is the only word I can think of, like, from a lot of people for, for, I don't know, I'm going to try to pin down what I think some of the reasons are, but a lot of it, honestly, is is very ill-placed because a lot of it is comments from people that haven't even seen these TV shows or movies. They see a trailer, even the guy that does the Gem Mint, site you know he had commented and put up a video even of how he he thought it was you know his duty to not see the marvels you know like to make some kind of weird protest thing and i'm like well why why did you decide you're a comic book fan and you're deciding on seeing it or not I, i mean how did you decide in your attitude about it without even seeing the movie and he came came back with and he said trailers and i was like trailers well yeah, that gives you a little bit of an idea of the movie, but it, you know, I don't think there's very many trailers to me that have either made me see a movie or made me not see a movie. You know what I mean? I kind of have a very, very a good idea of the things that I like and the things that I don't like beyond a trailer. You know, like I, I, even with Star Wars, you know, with some of the recent movies being maybe, I mean, they were enjoyable. I still enjoyed quite a bit of parts in them but they weren't like as much as I enjoyed the original trilogy and that but I'm still going to go see them I was just a little surprised by his you know I find it kind of narrow-minded you know a little bit and I get the other thing I think the real the reality of it is and this is a this I think is the biggest point these days with all this stuff if it was 20 30 years ago when uh, you didn't get these movies coming out on your TV on streaming services or even cable within a couple of months of their release, there definitely would be many, many more people going to the theater to see these movies. And and we're in a, in a time in an era now where the for TV slash streaming with Marvel and TV series and movies that these all this stuff is sort of blending together. And I think it's sort of making it, honestly, and the same thing is true for Star Wars. It's kind of, you know, weakening the property a little a little bit to a degree. Now, I still get excited and see these movies when I when they come out at the theater. I, I, I you know, I think, I'm trying to think. I did miss that Blue Beetle comic book movie, but he's not a character that I'm all that interested in. So I didn't see that in the theater. Plus, it came out at a time I just couldn't get there. I don't know, whatever. There were there were circumstances, but but the um, but anyway, sorry, I got distracted for a second. The um, but the point is, I really think a big part of this it, it isn't just it, it it is a little bit of the people's perception of what they think these movies are going to be like. But I think <laughs> I think it just boils down to 
it costed quite a bit. Like I, 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 you know, it cost me, I took my son, uh, my youngest son, we went to see the Marvels. By the way, I did enjoy it. And I'll comment a little bit more on it in a minute. But I think the tickets were 13 or 14 in, in this IMAX theater each. And we went during the day. And, uh, you know, it was like almost $30 just, just to see the movie in the theater for the two of us. So, and, and yeah, it's going to be, I'm sure on, um, Disney, right. It's going to be on Disney plus probably in a couple of months. And, and did I have to see it in the theater? Is there anything really earth shaking in there that I would get spoiled about too much? Not too much in that movie, honestly. Uh, but I wanted to see it in the theater and, and I want to support these things too. There's a little bit of that in there too. And also keep in mind, everything that I say is obviously just my viewpoint and, and you, everyone gets to make it up for themselves, make up their own viewpoint. And I've made this comment before, but Harlan Ellison used to be famous to say, you know, not everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everybody's entitled to their own informed opinion. The biggest thing, the only thing that really bothers me is when people sort of do what I call the football pylon and really, really seem to happen with the Marvels where, oh, my gosh, that movie sucks, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, the few times, you know, you'd get out of these people. Have you seen it? No. Well, then how do you know? Oh, I can just tell. They put all these women in, in superhero. Nobody wants to see women in, as superheroes. I'm like, that's that's kind of baloney, you know not just superheroes, but women in whatever those kinds of roles are, you know, so it's, it's silly to think like that. Sorry, the doggy, uh, my dog Luna, our, uh, 10, 10 and a half or so month old golden retriever just came by. My wife's in the shower and I'm trying to podcast. So I had to go give her a little bone to chew on. So anyway, um, so was what, where was it? Marvels. Yeah. It's just, it's just hard to take anyone seriously and to not get a little bothered by people ripping into something that they haven't really even, it'd be like complaining about anything. I mean, I don't need to give you guys an analogy, but I will anyway, like, you know, complaining about a restaurant and that place stinks. And it's like, well, have you ever been there? No. And like, uh, I don't really think I believe your viewpoint. Now, everyone has their own personal tastes and preferences, right? You know, I like comic books. I like comic book movies. I'm not. There are people saying, you know, that, that, that you know, there's been too much of them and people have become oversaturated by it all. There's a little bit of that, I think, going on. But I don't think, honestly, that much. I, I, I really think it's just. It costs a bit to go to the movies, and I, I, I don't think it's even, I don't think it's really, I mean, I think the content of the movie is, is a factor to get people there and not people there. It's funny, when the Marvels thing came out, you know, when everyone kind of jumped on it and was ripping into it and all this, and and social media is powerful, you know, and, it, and it's, for whatever, for good or for bad, it, it, it you know, it does influence people. I always say, try to make up your own mind. People will put on that um, Gem Mint site that I said, you know, hey, I, what do people think about this comic book run or whatever? And I'm like, well, kind of what I think isn't really that important to you. you. It's what you think. You should pick up a few issues of it and see what you think. So and yeah, there is a bit of a mass thing. Like if most people seem to enjoy something, if you like that area and that thing, you'll probably enjoy it, too. Right. So um but um, what was I getting to about all that? I don't. I don't know. But it's just. 
it's it's tricky when you know there there's just this like oh don't go see the marvels it's bad it's bad and then and, you know and then everybody's like oh look it didn't make much money haha ha, marvel or whatever and, and they like take sort of sort of pride and and a weird glee in in it and i'm like well guys you understand that there was a time where there were no comic book movies and if this keeps going like this and i'm not saying yeah go do it no matter what you don't owe the movie theaters or the movie makers anything but you know we could get into a time again and and movies go through cycles where we don't get very many of them right and now James Gunn is doing a whole new DC sort of reboot in the movies and create and basically crafting a new set of films with Superman uh, and and a bunch of others. So I, I don't think everyone's like, oh, they're going to go away. And I'll, I really don't think so. I don't think they're going to go away. I think they there, there was too much success and it's going to take a long time of making very little money to to recoup that and when they go to streaming i think that's other revenue for them dvd and blu-ray sales is other revenue last thing i guess i'll say and then i'll just talk about the movie itself a little bit the you know the how how well a movie does in the movie theater isn't just doesn't really give you a complete a picture of how if it's a good movie or a bad movie or if you'd like it or not like it all right, soapbox a little bit off for a bit. I, anyway, the Marvels. I enjoyed it. I I, I really like the Kamala Khan um, Marvel Girl uh, miniseries. I thought it was super cute, super fun. The the uh, the actress that plays Kamala, you know, she's she's great. She really obviously is in, is enjoying herself. Is fun. Is fresh. Full of energy. And uh, I think she played well off of the other two Marvel characters in the movie. Um, I like Brie Larson as an actress and I like her as, as, you know, Captain Marvel. I, I think she does a good job. I don't, I never understand everyone. She must've said something or tweeted something sometime that offended, you know, some, some group of guys out there. I'm going to just say it that way. And because man, they, people do not, you know, there, there's, there's just this animosity towards her and I don't get it at all. I've watched her for a long time. Actually, I just got, because they had a crazy Black Friday deal on it, I just bought uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. If you guys know that comic book movie from, it's about 20, I think it was came out in like 2010 or so, maybe 2011, maybe 20, 2009, somewhere around then. It's a really fun movie. She's in that movie. Uh, and, and she's a lot of fun in there and she, I've seen her in TV shows and uh, so well before she was cast as Captain Marvel and yeah, I think she's really good actually. I really liked her in that King Kong movie too, whichever one that one was. Um, but, um, but anyway, so I, this movie was fun. I like the idea of their, this is stuff in the trailers, their powers swapping around. That, that was a really cool idea. Uh, that was in, you know, that they, that was something different to do with superheroes, I think, in the movies. And I haven't really seen that. That's been done a little bit in comics, but not that much. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I, I like, you know, seeing more uh, with, with Carol's background and the, and the Kree and everything and the Skrulls. Uh, and of course, you had Sam Jackson back, you know, as Fury. So, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It moves fast. There's a lot of good chemistry between the main characters. Uh, there's if you're a cat lover, <laughs> the movie is fun for that. I won't say too much more there. 
Uh, but um, yeah, I, I really liked it, and uh, I'm glad I saw it, and I, and I'll watch it again when it comes on home streaming. Probably buy it too. Um, is it a movie that's maybe? I mean, it's not. It, I, I said this in one of the posts I put up for this thing. We also live in this time, and this is maybe a soapboxy thing again now, but where everything has to be the greatest thing ever, it seems like. I've said this before. Or or the worst thing ever. There's no shades of gray. Was it a fun, good movie? Yeah, it was fine. It was good. Uh, to quote my buddy Chris, you know, it was fine. Um, and that's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Not everything is is, is just the most greatest amazing thing in the world everybody seems to always want to like well it wasn't as good as endgame that's like dudes you had every uh, dudes and dudettes you you had every like marvel superhero in that movie it was the culmination of years of build-up i i mean that's not a that's not a reasonable comparison you know it, it's just i don't know i i just don't get that kind of thinking that everything has to be crazy you you can't operate like that people's lives aren't like that <laughs> you know there are events in your life that are more momentous and, and more memorable than other life you know that other points in time or whatever you, you know most people don't remember hey what what'd you do last tuesday or whatever you know you, you probably can't even answer that unless something special was going on right all right uh i hope this isn't going to be like one of these podcasts oh there's just rico going off again everybody thinks like that Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk. Uh, let's run down a few other things that I've seen that are in the, in, fresh in my head. Let, let's go just to. So we'll get away from the comic book stuff a little bit. Um, except, by the way, I, I guess I'll just throw in right here. I really enjoyed really good. And I think a lot of people seem to really like this one, at least the the season two of Loki. Um, really fun. I don't want to say too much because it did just finish. Um, but yeah, a really, really good. It's funny. Loki has turned into a really interesting character and Tom Hiddleston is, is fantastic. And I've really enjoyed both seasons of the show. Uh, they've got a great cast in the show. It's a really cool concept. Um, so check it out. Uh, I, I think if you, if you've got Disney plus, I know everyone, you know, all these streaming services, they've all increased their prices and, and it's getting a bit out of hand. I mean, we're spending, you know, People will say, oh, you're spending as much as you used to spend on cable. I think we're spending more. Um, but, um, but yeah, Loki was good. All right, let us go back to um, movies. But uh, something I just watched just last night. I finally saw that movie. It came out a few months ago, I think, in the theater. Uh, the Creator. Uh, I think it's Gareth Edwards directed and wrote it. Um, didn't he do... What did he do? Did he do Rogue One? I think so, right? Uh, but anyway, um, I'll look that up in a second. I, I thought the movie's a little... Um, okay, so the, the basic premise of the movie, and you, see, you can see this from the previews, is that it's set in the future, I think about 40, 40, 40 plus years in the future, <clears throat> and, and AI has become a big thing. They're, AI and really in terms of like uh, robots or androids, if you could call them that, uh, different versions and different types of them. Some are more mostly just look mechanical. Some kind of look like people to a degree. You know, they have the face of somebody you you know might even know. But um, 
but something bad that that humans blame the AI on happens right at the very beginning of the movie, um, literally at whatever minute one or whatever. But and and a group basically it turns into the West versus the East uh, of the world. The West, America, this bad thing happens there, and so the U.S. basically bans AI, bans um, bans it, and and also opposes any other countries that still use it and the east like china asia that area asia pacific area they're still fine with ai and still allow that and allow um artificial intelligence beings to to coexist it's kind of really in a way it's like the measure of a man you know from tng you know it's 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 a large scale like and, and, and it's very timely, of course, because everybody, you know, even the actors were worried about AI in films, which is a totally different thing. It's it's not really AI. People throw around that term way too much, and it, and it doesn't really apply in a lot of cases. Like, like, like grafting the likeness of a face onto an actor, like, the, you know, there was a lot of talk the extras were going to get scanned and then they, they could use their faces forever. AI, you know, in this movie, at least, especially in the way I really think about it, it has to do with like true artificial intelligence. You know, can this thing do something, you know, even beyond its programming, right? And the movie certainly shows that these these AI beings go well beyond their programming. Uh, and uh, so it turns into more or less a battle of of the West versus the East and, and AI uh, versus, you know, humanity to a degree. In a way, it's sort of like a, a another retelling of Terminator, essentially, you know, Judgment Day and all that, where the robots and the machines rise up. And, and this has been an ongoing science fiction theme for, for ages, right? Um, now, I don't remember what, uh, who or what, who said about this movie, but when it came out, I know there were some people that were kind of like, they weren't all that thrilled with it. When I saw the trailers for it, I thought, thought it looked really good, really interesting. The effects looked kind of in, different and amazing. They did a lot of, um, you can see this again in the trailer, so it's not much of a spoiler. A lot of these, simu- uh, they call them simulants, I think, or something like that. Um, sims or something, The these artificial intelligent people, they're They'll have a face grafted on, but you can see sort of like um, gears and, and a hollowness in the back of their head uh, to, to show, hey, look, it's not a real person. You know, they're in the movie. And I don't think this is really much of a spoiler, but there's no there doesn't appear to have that. They, they haven't created like a lifelike data like Android where it looks pretty much like a human or near human. Um it's really funny. One of the main actors in the movie, her name is, I, I, you say it, Gemma, Gemma Chan is her last name, C-H-A-N, I think. Um, it, the really interesting thing about her, that actress, uh, she was, I think, in The Eternals, also the Marvel movie. But she was in this series, this TV series called Humans, where she played like an artificial intelligent, you know, robot. And, and I'm like, or Android, whatever. Uh, the um, I was like, oh, that's her again. I, I guess she's <laughs> she's she's destined to play uh, android type characters or something in movies. I don't know, but I um, but I like the movie a lot. I thought it was really really good, and um, I I I think uh, yeah, w- w- you know, 
check it out when you can. Uh, the creator, uh, let's, hey, let's play a trailer for it. Why not? Let me play a trailer for the creator for it here on Treks and Sci-Fi. And then I'll, this will give me a chance to take a break and I'll be back and we'll talk about some other things. What's heaven? It's a peaceful place in the sky. Are you going to heaven? No. You gotta be a good person to go to heaven. So, we're the same. We can't go to heaven because you're not good. And I'm not a person. Get me. I'm like a bodyguard. I'm getting you out of this. there you go with yeah it is uh gareth edwards he did do rogue one he wrote uh, this movie directed it uh, visuals and everything and the music by han zimmer added a ton to this movie it looks incredible i think most sci-fi fans will like this movie quite a bit it, it's it's the it is it's not i saw some comments on the youtube when i was playing that trailer for you people said hey look it's a wholly original sci-fi movie it's not really all that original truthfully folks i mean he's kind of i mean he he's taken some things that are ongoing sci-fi themes and put it in a in a new package a little bit yeah it's not a sequel a prequel a reboot if that's what you mean it it, it certainly is more than those things but I, you know, and that's nothing to take away from it at all in, in, in any way. I mean, just judge it as that there, there's what did I just see recently that they were talking about doing a new redo of a, of some older property? I don't know what it was, but uh, but people get really a bent out of shape about, you know, oh, Hollywood has no ideas, no new ideas. You know, why are they doing this and, and like make something original? I'm like, frankly, people, there isn't anything really that totally original anymore i mean it's it's it you can always find just about anything i mean there's a few things that i've seen that are totally out there that i'm like well wow i've never seen that before i can't think of a good example right now but um but the um but anyway yeah i i thought it was really good and and i was kind of sad to see that maybe it was some critic reviews that i glanced by because i don't really read them truthfully that much but 
it, for some reason there was some some talk when it came out and I, again it doesn't matter that much but um there was some talk around when it came out that was kind of negative and I'm like I don't know I I really li- thought it was really really good really solid movie I also saw this isn't exactly sci-fi but I thought it was worth mentioning uh, I, I finally also watched Oppenheimer. I'm catching up on a few things over this holiday weekend. And um, yeah, that movie, I'm glad that I waited to see it at home in a way. For one, it's three hours long. But the, it, it has, and I heard this from my oldest son who saw it in the theater, the sound mix on Oppenheimer is really wild. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan, you know. He loves super loud noises and then things get really quiet and soft. And, and he thinks that's like, you know, almost like fireworks going off, you know, for dramatic effect. But it's it's like that movie Tenant, you know, it's way over the top, in my opinion, and it's too much, you know. Uh, and and even my son commented, he said it was hard to hear some of what some of the dialogue was. And you should not have that in a movie, honestly. You you I understand you want to mix around with the sound levels and, and, and you're trying to create some kind of drama through that. That's fine. But you need to tone it down just a little bit, you know, and, and not be as intense as it is. I, I, I'm i sorry. I know, Christopher Nolan, you're a good director, and I've enjoyed most of just about every movie you've made, but it, you're 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 alienating some people and audience members, myself included, a little bit with, with your little playing around with the sound that much. Okay, not that he'll ever hear this. So, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. It, it's, it's, a, it's kind of an odd movie, truthfully. Uh, the actors were really good, uh, you know, and I, I think um, it's an interesting movie. It, it's it's a lot much more about um, you know the the communist red scare during the fifties in the U.S. Worried that everybody was a commie, you know, or whatever, you know, like because there were meetings people were having, and Oppenheimer kind of associated with them. This isn't really a big deal, but. Um, it's a bit about building the bomb. It's quite a bit about that, but it's not um, really all about that and all the struggles that they went through that the bomb part of it. And, you know, I guess, spoiler warning is pretty straightforward. You never really, I don't think get the sense that <laughs> this, this is really all that hard for them to do. Y- you know, they, they just do it. A- and uh, they're racing against, you know, uh, uh, other nations at the time. But it, it's, you know, he gets a bunch of scientists together, you know, they, they go out into the desert, basically, and, and they do it. And uh, so it's, I feel like it's a little bit weak on that respect, uh, you know, slightly, maybe. I wanted to, I, I wanted to get more of a sense of how hard that was, um, you know, that it, and they were able to pull it off in the time that they had and everything like that. I, I don't know, maybe... Yeah, maybe I'll pick up the book and read it sometime. But, you know, again, not really sci-fi. It's a historical drama, essentially. Um, how accurate it is to what really happened, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But, um, but yeah, so that that um, that's another one that I saw recently. And, um, yeah, so there, there's been, um, yeah, some good stuff to watch. Um, oh, going back, I wanted to mention, when I mentioned that I bought the a 4k version of Scott Pilgrim because it was like nine bucks on Amazon for Black Friday. Uh, the uh, they have an animated version of it on Netflix that just came out. Probably got what got me interested to pick up the movie finally. Uh, but um, I watched the first episode of that the other day and 
I, I didn't realize it looks like they're just sort of retelling the same story that they told in the movie itself. Uh, essentially, he, he, he meets the girl at the beginning of the in the first episode and all that. So I was kind of like I thought they'd maybe just continue things a little bit more. Uh, it just looks like to me it's the animated thing is going to be just a retelling of um, of the uh, yeah of what they did in the movie. I don't know. I'll probably still finish the animated show. Uh, let's shift back to TV a little bit more. Uh, so Monarch Legacy of the Monsters is finally out on Apple TV. As I think I've mentioned, I got a sneak preview. There's 10 episodes total, uh, and uh, I got a sneak press preview of the first eight episodes, uh, which is <laughs> not too much of a spoiler, but episode eight ends on a pretty big cliffhanger, and I'm like, okay, come on. That's where you're going to let me cut me off. I guess they're waiting. The last two episodes, I don't think we're going to get a press preview, or I'm not going to get that. I think I'm going to have to wait until they get up to the that episode nine and 10 for the show and watch it when it airs. Uh, I'm seeing some people say that they're enjoying it. it. It is a slow burn. There's honestly not a lot of monster stuff in, in the, in the different shows. It's a lot about these, these people that come together. Uh, but I'm in, I enjoyed the eight episodes that I watched. They move pretty quick. They're not overly long episodes. They're most of them are fairly sh- on the shorter side, I would say compared to some other shows in, in the more of like 40 to 50 minute range, something like that. I think except for maybe the first episode, which is definitely longer. Um, but yeah, I'm curious what people are going to think about the show when it, when it finally finishes. I think, I guess it'll finish, I don't know, by the end of the year, I think it should be. Cause I think the first week, I think a couple, two or three episodes came out, something like that. Um, all right, let's move on to some other topics. Let's move on to Star Trek news a little bit. Uh, and I'll probably talk about a couple other TV shows. I'm just kind of jumping around. That's what, um, it's a grab bag show, right? So strikes over and, and pretty quickly after the strikes ended, it was announced. And, and I'm really happy about this because there's this one guy on YouTube and I think I talked about it on a podcast. There were a lot of rumors and these guys always comment, oh, I have an inside source within Paramount and, you know, in this these talks were happening, and maybe they did happen, whatever. But there was this talk going around during the strike, and we had just finished up, I think, season two of, of Strange New Worlds, and there was this jibber-jabber of, oh, well, they're going to cancel Strange New Worlds. They're going to come back and maybe have, like, a TV movie to end the series, and that's that, you know, for whatever reason. You know, money... Slash, he was saying things like, you know, they want to rejigger Star Trek. They, they feel like they're losing their fan base. Maybe they have a little. Who knows? I don't know. Most people that I talk to like Strange New Worlds quite a bit. Probably, um, I would say, out of the live action stuff that they've done, you know, for, versus Discovery especially, many more people seem to like Strange New Worlds than Discovery. I mean, I'm, I've mentioned and talked about Discovery many times. You guys know my thoughts on it. I mean, I, I like it, but I think it it's lost its way, and I think they became too much about saving the galaxy every season and a little too much Michael Burnham and not enough of the rest of the characters. And, and they, all that they changed with Strange New Worlds. They, they really have given us a good idea of what all the different casts, characters are like. And, and have used those actors and characters really well. The stories are mostly self-contained to an episode, which is, to me, the best way to do Star Trek truthfully on television. Uh, I, I mean, arc things, I think Deep Space Nine did it best. But even then, I think it got 
harder to for the more casual fan to watch uh, a show like Deep Space Nine than a show like TNG or even Voyager. Uh, I think those shows are much more accessible. And I get it. You can do whichever way you want to go with the show. I mean, if, you know, Discovery. But I think if I was given, you know, here's a bunch of money, Rico, and you can make a Star Trek show, I think I would do a little bit of both. I think like Doctor Who, and I should talk about Doctor Who because we got a Doctor Who episode yesterday, finally again. Um, but um, I've always felt like a blend of a little bit of arc storyline with, with more or less for the most part, individual storytelling is the best way to do a show, um, especially in, in the sci-fi genre. I, I think too much of an arc, too much of that is, is, is bad. And, and I think you can get away with a little bit of that. Like Doctor Who is always usually each season has sort of a storyline kind of going on. But the episodes are mostly individual for the, you know, for the majority of them. And I think that that's a good approach and a good way to do it. Um, so Star Trek is back, though, um, going back to my Strange New Worlds thing. So they were going to cancel it, right? They, they said uh, in the in these guys talking on YouTube and shooting their mouth off about, you know, unsubstantiated rumors. Maybe there were some boardroom and some I don't know if it's a boardroom, not really a boardroom, probably. I didn't know if there was any talks of really that possibility, but all I'm getting to basically is they've announced that the writers have been working on the show and they're going to go back into uh, filming and production season three in, in Toronto, Canada in uh, next month in December and just a few couple of few weeks here, they're going to get started and expect to be, they say season three is going to be filming through July or so. So we're, we're trying to figure out like, we'll probably won't get it until early 2025. It you know, they're going to maybe late next year, possibly. Uh, but um, we are still getting Discovery, the last season of Star Trek Discovery, sometime in 2024. They have not They have not announced, they have not announced, I can't talk, um, when they're going to start that. But Lower Decks has ended, the last season of Lower Decks ended. Prodigy is moving over to Netflix. Um, so Discovery is all they basically have. And they're working on a new season of Lower Decks which potentially could come late in 2024, later in 2024. So I would predict somewhere around February, March, maybe, that Discovery will start up, probably. Uh, that'd be my guess. Maybe they'll hold on to it a little longer than that, maybe April. I don't know. I don't think they'll want to wait too long um, for a lot of reasons. I think I think they need you know need to put that out. Hopefully it'll be a fun season to, to wrap things up for them. You know, they're way off. Um, this is not really a spoiler since it's been a couple of seasons now, but they're way off in the future. And, and I keep thinking about that short Trek episode where that that character ran across the, the um, Discovery, but a completely empty ship. Uh, if you haven't seen that, that was between season one and two or something, or season two and three, two and three, probably something like that. But check that out. Uh, so how does that happen? Well, you know, is that where they're going to end up? Are they going to end up just leaving the ship or something's going to, ha- they're going to have to leave the ship. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. So yeah, Star Trek's looking good. There was a recent comment from, I think it was Chris Pine about a potential other Star Trek movie. And I guess that's, you know, the, the, the Kelvin verse with, with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, Another film with those actors is is looking more and more dim as time goes on. I mean, the last one was in 2016, so like it's been seven years now 
we need another Star Trek movie. I, I mean, if you want a new group or cast, do that. Um, you know, it's it's and the other thing Star Trek related, of course, is the constant clamor for, hey, let's do Star Trek Legacy, a TV show with with what kind of what what put into sort of the idea of it at near the end of uh, the last season of Picard, right? With with seven, here's a spoiler for that, but you know, seven having her own ship, and um, and and just new adventures there, and maybe bringing in old cast characters from previous Star Trek shows like TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, who knows, maybe even Enterprise somehow. Um, but um, I think I I think it's possible that show could happen. Still, I I think it's a fair possibility maybe once discovery is you know completely done maybe they'll announce something it'll start up like you know in a year or so i don't think it's going to happen anytime soon i i they may announce something but i i I think you know maybe like next july at san diego comic-con maybe they'll make some trek announcements or something this year got messed up at comic-con because of this actor strike it happened to started a week or so before comic-con by the way, I uh, <laughs> I had to do a new press uh, application. I guess every few years, uh, this was the first time I've had to renew it. It, it. It's sort of like renewing your driver's license or passport. So I think it was about four years ago, maybe the last four years, when I first went to San Diego Comic-Con, when I did my press application uh, and got okayed. Since then, it's more or less been a rubber stamp, the other ones I've gone to. Uh, now this year I got an email that said I had to sort of renew it, which basically means just fill it out again. But it, you get to check a box that says you're a returning press member or something like you were pre you were approved before. So I'm hoping that since I was already sort of approved previously that they just kind of rubber stamp me and I get it again, or else I'm probably won't be at Comic-Con next summer because I didn't try. Um, I won't know until early in the new year if I, if I'm approved again and, you know, they've already basically sold off all the tickets for Comic-Con for next July. So, um, I would potentially try to go buy my own tickets next year, you know, for the, whatever that'll be summer of 2025. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I think I have a pretty good chance. I, I don't, I can't see, you know, when I, it's funny when I've been there, they have a press room and I don't go there a lot. I don't spend a lot of time in there. But I really don't, considering how big that con is, I don't really, and I look at, there's a little like green sticker thingy that you stick on your your badge that shows press. I don't really see, for the percentage of people at the con, like I don't see a lot of press people. So I don't think, honestly, I don't think there's like this crazy number of press uh, at that con. I mean, I think there are obviously press, but I don't think it's so big that they have to really keep it that tight is my point. The funniest thing that I've, and I've said this before, I think said so many things before in the podcast. I don't know why I always say, uh, I guess it's just a force of habit where I say, I think I've said this before, but the motor city comic con here in Detroit, well, it's not technically in Detroit, uh, but the, I used to be able to get a press pass to that years ago. Pretty much got it each year for for quite a few years in a row. Pretty easy. Fill out a little thing online. Just get it. Um, and then all of a sudden, I couldn't get it anymore. Like, it wasn't even like even 
I, I, I quit trying even. I tried for a couple of years and then it was rejected, rejected, you know, whatever. And again, I don't really see a lot of press there, truthfully. Um, so I don't know really what changed or what happened, but um, it kind of soured me on the con, honestly, a little bit. I was kind of like, really? Really? That's the thing has gotten super expensive too uh, here. Uh, you know, it was, I think that I used to be able to buy a weekend pass for that con for like $30 or something. Now it's like 50 bucks a day, if not more. And I know everything's gone up in price, but it's it's a bit much, honestly, uh, for for Motor City's Comic Con. I mean, it is a big con, actually. They have a lot of people. I think they get, I think they usually report they get maybe somewhere around 75, 80,000 for the weekend. I think San Diego gets about double that, I think is what I've heard. Um, but um, anyway, all right. What are we at? 40... 748 minutes here. What else do we want to talk about? Um, Doctor Who. Let's talk about Doctor Who. Yeah, the doctor's back. David Tennant. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. And, and Russell Davies, right? It, it, you know, running the show and all, and writing the first episode, The Star Beast. Um, it was so much fun. It's about an hour long episode. Uh, Donna Noble, Catherine Tate is back. Uh, it's just like good old Doctor Who time. Uh, you know, uh, Jodie Whittaker, uh, I've said, I, I enjoyed her as, as the doctor and, and, and she, I thought she did fine, but I just, I just felt the stories and the scripts that they gave her to, in, in her run, but they just were not that good for the most part. I didn't think the writing was, was good and I don't really blame the actors involved. I do think they gave her too many companions. I think that that was a problem and I think they kind of addressed it a little bit towards the end. Uh, but um, I think, uh, to me, in my opinion, the Doctor is best with one companion. I, I get they were trying to do something a little different and a little new, um, but I, I don't think that that's, uh, that's the best way. And I think the new Doctor, and I'm not even going to try to say the guy's name, the actor, uh, the black actor that's coming in. Um, I think they've given him one companion from what I've seen. I haven't, I don't, I'm not as up on Doctor Who news as I am about other things, but um but that's in the pictures and things that I've heard. So, and that should be, I think they're doing three David Tennant special movie things, I think is what I have seen. Each weekend we're getting one. It's on Disney Plus now here in the U.S. It's just so strange to me. It's not even on, I don't think it's even on the BBC America channel. Uh, it, it's weird. It's sort of strange to me that it's on Disney. Uh, and I think they've had the old Doctor Who Older, I'll, I'll just call it, you know, you could watch previous seasons of, of Doctor Who on Disney for a while. Um, but yeah, the new, you know, brand new episode that just came out yesterday is already on Disney+. Plus. They put it, I think they released it basically at the same time it was showing or airing in um, the UK. So, so that nobody could get spoiled exactly. And you guys, you know, we didn't get it sooner. You didn't get it sooner pretty much. They tried to make it sort of coming out all at the same point in time, uh, which is kind of funny. And I guess that makes sense to me. And I just watched it last evening, yesterday evening. So it had been out, I think, a few hours by then. Yeah, a lot of fun. Really, really enjoyed it. All right, let's uh, let's finish up this discussion of, you know, geeky things with uh, a little bit about Star Wars. So. You know, it's looking like Star Wars. We just had the Ahsoka series. Uh, we're not going to be getting another Star Wars movie 
for a while. It looks like probably they're going to be starting to film the the Ray Ray Skywalker um, with Daisy Ridley in 2024, which means it'll probably come out in 2025. I would predict, if I had to say anything, I would predict it's probably a May 2025, you know, movie for for that. So we're we're like a, about a year and a half away from a new Star Wars movie at the theater, probably. You know, keep in mind they're going to do a. They've announced and said they're going to do that. They're going to do, and that's supposed to start maybe a series of new Jedi Order kind of movies. With with Ray apparently training a new group of Jedi, uh, as as a guest or as, you know, that makes sense at least. Um, the um, the other movies, the the Dave Filoni movie, which is supposed to pull all of his different little properties together into a movie somehow. Rebels, Mandalorian, you know, Boba Fett. Uh, and a little bit of this, a little bit maybe from this new show that's coming, a TV show uh, that that's going to be coming out probably next in in 2024 sometime. The skeleton crew with Jude, Jude Law leading some group of kids or something like that. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of that we know about that show. Um, it, that's supposed to be also uh, Filoni's kind of thing. So it's in that same time frame. Uh, of of post Return of the Jedi, you know, five or so years or something after that, uh, we're supposed to still be getting an, an uh, you know Old Republic type movie, um, and, and then like I said, the Filoni movie. We're gonna get more Bad Batch, one more season of Bad Batch animated uh, in probably in twenty twenty four sometime for Star Wars. And what else? I'm looking at this a couple things. Oh, we're going to get, of course, another season of Andor. Not quite sure when that's going to show up. Um, I don't even know if they filmed it, where they're at in that production. Uh, you could maybe find some things searching online. I don't know how much that got impacted by the strikes uh, or if they were in production or not yet. Uh, and and then this other show called The Acolyte. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, everyone's probably hoping and thinking at some point in time we'll get another season of Ahsoka, especially the way that show ended. (laughs) I really thought it was going to be a one-off series. They kind of seemed to be talking about it like that when they were first mentioning that show. They said, oh, yeah, we're going to do an Ahsoka series, but it's kind of a, what do they call it, a uh, a limited event kind of a thing or something where basically like, okay, we're doing this, it's self-contained, and it's this is one and done kind of but that's not at all. That's not at all how it went. I mean, it it <laughs> that mo- that not movie. Sorry, that TV show was was eight episodes of more or less setup, in my opinion. I mean, I liked it, and I talked. I'm not going to talk anything about Ahsoka because Joe and I covered it really well um, a couple of weeks ago. Watched that or listened to that podcast nine nineteen. Uh, but it, it and I enjoyed it. But it, there's a lot of stuff that was left hanging and not settled at all so yeah i i hope they get back to it i i i would be shocked if they don't do more ahsoka to me unless the i guess the only other really thing is maybe it'll all be into the movie that filoni's gonna do maybe somehow he's gonna pull in you know mandalorian boba fett rebels ahsoka the skeleton crew thing all into a movie oh my goodness i mean is it just one big battle with versus thrawn or something i don't know but uh, that would be a lot, uh, in my opinion. Who knows? Who knows, right? 
Hey, folks, that's probably going to wrap it up for me right now. I hope you guys, for those in the U.S., I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to having one more additional day. I took uh, Monday off, took Cyber Monday off. Not that I'm really going to be doing much cyber buying or purchasing online. You know, that's what that's supposed to be about. But uh, I've been slowly working on decorating the house. I had to go out and buy some new lights. What is it about Christmas lights? I have these little white Christmas lights that I like to put around my deck rail in the back. Lights up the area in the back. And uh, But we just bought these like a year ago or so, I swear. And I pulled them out of the box yesterday. Like none of them worked anymore. I don't know why. I have no idea. I have other sets of lights that work perfectly fine year after year. And, and, and these just, I don't know what it is. So I had to go to the hardware store, Ace Hardware that we have near us, and bought some more lights for the deck. I'm probably going to put some more up this afternoon outside. I bought some um, cool off Amazon. We have these big pine trees in the back of our backyard, but we have a new dog, you know, Luna, like I've mentioned. Usually what I've been able to do is light those trees, but then I have to run a wire kind of all the way across our backyard to a plug on the side of the house. And the wire is just kind of laying there. I don't have a plug and, you know, you know, wired underground that's way in the back. Anyway, Basically, I said, well, I know they have these things now. So I bought off Amazon a couple of sets of solar-powered lights, uh, multicolored solar-powered lights that come with about a, I think the little solar panels are maybe two or three inches square for each set, each string. Um, But they work pretty good so far. And we've actually had some sunny days. It's been super cold here. We were down below freezing the last few nights. It's only like 38 Fahrenheit out right now. Uh, it's gotten cold. It it switched pretty much. The the switch got flipped from from fall to uh, winter. <laughs> We're supposed to get a little snow, I think, tonight or tomorrow. Not much, but but yeah, these solar powered lights. The only really problem with them, and one of the trees is kind of tall. It's probably about ten feet. Um, the only little problem with those things is you you can't really like you can't interconnect strings. So each string is connected to a little solar panel thing that needs to get mounted to the ground. So if you really want it, if you really have something tall, fortunately, I was able to string this. The string was pretty long of lights and I could still plug in the the set to the ground, you know, put the, they give you this little stake and a little solar power panel that is at the end of the string instead of a normal plug to plug in. But um, that, that's one little thing you, you lose when you have those. I don't know, maybe there are sets out there that you can string together somehow to go to a bigger solar panel. That'd be good. But, um, but yeah, they work pretty good. They, they stay lit for quite a few hours. I would say, um, eight, nine hours, you know, almost as much daytime sunshine they're getting. They, they stay lit about the same amount of time, almost give or take. We'll see how they go throughout the rest of the, uh, winter. Also, I kind of, I've kind of noticed with these things, we have these tiny little mini little Christmas trees I bought that are solar powered, that I got a, a year or two ago. Um, they don't. They have a very tiny solar panel, like one inch square. They don't stay lit very long, a few hours. But we don't get a lot of sunshine here during the winter time. Uh, it'll be a lot of cloudy days. So, uh, you know, if we have some cloudy days here, plus the other problem that I, I realized is if we get a, a significant amount of snow, I'm going to have to like put the little solar panel like mounted on a stake or something to get it up off the ground because snow is just going to cover it up. So, um, yeah, the, the troubles of living in, you know, Michigan. So, although I, I do like it here pretty much winter's just ridiculous and too long. I don't like the cold, but other than that, it's good. 
So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I enjoyed it. It's always good to come back after a couple of weeks. Um, I have a feeling, I'll just mention this, and it's probably subject to change, but I think I'm moving more towards doing a show, whether it's going to be a guest person like Mark or somebody or something else. But I think I'm pretty much fading into doing a show only every two weeks. It's it's just giving me a little more time on the weekends. These things do take a, a good amount of my Sunday to do between recording it, a little bit of editing, posting it, and all that. It's it's multiple hours of, of stuff. So I'm probably, certainly probably in 2024, I think, I'm probably moving towards a every other week podcast. Maybe I'll have to change it to your your bi-weekly dose of geeky goodness instead of your weekly dose. I could always throw in reruns and post those every every other week or, or something else, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how I feel. Uh, but just to let you know, that's probably probably what's happening. But I think it's still fun, and it gives me plenty of time to bring you up on, on bring you up to speed on geeky things if you're not watching the internet like I am as much, or if you just want to hear my dulcet tones again, you know, on the weekend or during the week. But you guys all have a nice week. Um, try not to go too crazy shopping. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it's it's so funny how Christmas is this such a shopping um thing my uh my wife and I Lynn and I we we tend to we tend to almost buy our own things and and I say here just give this to me I'll like it you know kind of a thing we've gotten to that point pretty well um and it, we don't really do much for each other because it's like we don't really need anything much and honestly if I want something as you guys well know I, I'll get it myself <laughs> oh by the way I got a couple of recent things I didn't talk about those maybe I'll do a Maybe I'll do a collectible show-off or something for my video cast for Christmas, but I got a uh, 1989 era, well, not made then, but the 89 Batmobile. Uh, McFarland Toys has been making these, uh, so that's pretty cool, and it was off Amazon, and it's not really that expensive. It's like 22 inches long, too, and, and I got the Mandalorian's um, latest Starfighter ship, not his original ship, but his, his latest one. Uh, that was a Hasbro toy thing. So those are a couple of recent things I got. So, okay, folks, uh, probably be back in a couple of weeks uh, to uh, talk more about nerd stuff. And, and maybe I'll do that Picard episode like I was thinking about for this week. Uh, we'll come up with something. All right, everybody, take care. Talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.